Hey y'all, this is Adia and welcome to Sweaty Edges, a show about health and wellness from the point of view of Black women. Hey y'all, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Dr. Micah. Um, I got a lot of feedback that says, I can't believe you stopped the recording when you did. And I said, well, it was a lot of information and we want to make sure that you digest it all reasonably and we don't want to overload you at one time. So with that being said, you might hear some seagulls in the back right now. That's because the family and I decided to take a mental health uh, weekend. So we're out at the water. Please know that people are social distancing thing being that this is a beach in Washington it is not packed like you would think a beach would be because it's still cloudy out here. Um, but I listened to Dr. Micah and I took to heart what she said about taking care of your mental health, mental health wellness. And so we decided to come out and enjoy some time with just us and nature. And it's been good and been able to decompress. Uh, I'm doing just a little work, but at the end of the day, it's mainly about some time for the family and some time to uh, reconnect and recharge. Um, <clears throat> and you got to think about things in perspective, right? I know that we're still in the pandemic, but it's so heavy right now. You have to take care of not only your body and your mind. It's just as important. So if that's something as simple as reading a book, going for more walks, um, creating that spot in your life for just you, then you have to be active and you have to be very deliberate about making that time and that space. So we're going to get right back into the conversation with Dr. Micah. Welcome back for part two. So, you know, I'm on the fitness Mm -hmm. side of this, right? Um, So I try not to overpower people, right? Or get too preachy with it. I try not to, right? Sometimes it happens and I'm like, damn, I should, you know, I went in too hard. But overall, what I try to do when it comes to the fitness side is I try to either, to your point, lead Mm -hmm. by example, or I try to coax people over, meaning you might give me a little leeway to to throw in a little nugget and then slowly start to pull you over to the side of fitness. Just so, because at the end of the day, it's it's to benefit you. How is your approach? And if you were, if you're talking to someone who is, who is in need of Mm -hmm. help and they are not recognizing they're in need of the help, how are you talking to them to pull them over? Because I think there's a lot of people, hopefully, who are Mm -hmm. listening, who will hear the way you talk to them and they will encourage them to go over to somewhere and start to reinvest in themselves and start taking care of themselves? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. And I will answer it like this. So for me, each person that walks through my door or who calls and inquires um, through my administrative assistance is for us at Essential Natural Health, we want to focus on making sure that the patient understands that what we do in our consultations is a partnered approach. Mm -hmm. I am the doctor, yes, but you are the patient. You are the expert of the body that you live in. Nobody can tell me any more or less 
about your body than you can, right? And so I think a lot of times when we go in and we see our providers, what happens is that we go to them and say, hey, you tell me what to do. When you come to my office, it's a team approach. I'm going to show you what I think is going to be helpful. You let me know if this resonates with you and we can come up with a plan together, right? So that's where I see a lot of people do really well um, is one, you have to be ready to make a change, right? So I can't, mm. I can't make you do this or um, have you to, to do that or to not do something else or make a dietary change or move your body a little bit more. And I also, you know, I'm very upfront. I'm like, this is a no judgment zone. If you come back in the recommended four to six weeks and say, Dr. Allen, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> we decided we were going to try this, but instead of getting that 60 minutes, five days a week of movement that we talked about, I was only able to do three days and 30 minutes. And you know what I say? You did three days and 30 minutes and that's more than doing nothing. Right. And so let's work. Yeah. yeah. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. Doctor. I am so pumped. Cause this is such good information. You ready? I'm yes. so, girl. I'm like doing a chair dance and everything. <laughs> Not a chair dance. I am. I'm bobbing my head. Cause I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna cut all this out. Maybe I'm not. I cause I know I want to come over to the more naturopathic side. My body ain't feeling right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm starting to get heartburn, and I know a lot of it's stress. Let's be right. real. Right. Right. A lot of it's stress, but. I haven't had heartburn since I was pregnant. Right. I'm not eating. I'm not going to bed. I don't go to bed just after I eat. So it's not that, right? So I know my body is telling me something. I know after this little car accident that this next pain I have is more because of dietary choices, right? Right. I eat a fairly good diet overall because I know better, but I'm addicted to sugar. And I know I got to let it go because the information that goes on behind it. So hearing a doctor tell these things that you know, because right. I think we, a lot of us know it in the back of our heads. I, we know something. Ain't something right. is a right. Yep. Right. You don't know what it is. You ain't quite sure if it's something that you're making up, but you're just saying, you're saying something ain't right right now with me. Right, right. But then life starts to happen and then, then you dismiss it and you don't want to bother nobody and you don't want to disrupt your life. And then next thing you know, it's a heart attack or it's high cholesterol or it's diabetes. You know, it's like it goes from like little nudges and now it's catastrophic in the sense that we got a condition. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. So, um, you know, I welcome you and I know a ton of awesome providers, obviously on your end as well, because that's where right. that's why I started. Yep. But yeah. Right. Yeah, girl. Get yep. your life. I know. <laughs> I know. And here's the thing, though, right? Because I don't know about you, but 40 is hitting me this year. And um I, I feel like I don't want to go through my next decade not being my best. Oh, yeah. Yep. And there's no reason not to, right? Yeah. Yep. There's no reason not to. So definitely, definitely go after it. 
So, I mean, y'all gonna make me give up sugar. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. A lot of people will come <laughs> and they be like, oh, what I want. And, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I don't think about it as I'm taking your sugar away. Uh-huh. What can we add? Okay. So when people, when people have sugar cravings, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's because they aren't having a consistent blood sugar throughout the day. I know. So your body, me. yep. Your body goes, oh, yeah. let me go and get this candy. Let me get this cookie. That's going to give you a quick surge of sugar. Right. Yep. But ways, I'm crashing all the time. Yeah, yeah. So ways we can balance that is make it more consistent. Add some protein. Add complex carbohydrates. No simple carbs. Let's get healthy fats. We've been taught for so long, fat is evil. We don't need to eat butter. But we're seeing now, fat yep. is actually very beneficial, right? As a fuel source. Right. Um, so yeah, just a lot of times those changes, not saying you never going to eat sugar, right? But those changes can definitely curve um, that craving for sugar. And then obviously other herbs and nutrients and things like that can be helpful. But yeah. Well, here's here's the messed up part in my eye, right? My body is is turning on me. <laughs> yeah. In the sense of I'll crave sugar and then I'll be damned if my neck doesn't start hurting 10 minutes later. Oh, inflammation. Yeah. yeah, it's telling you. And I'm like, y'all got to make up your mind. Either you want it, you don't want <laughs> Right. I don't want the neck pain, but then, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I know that my body is internally shifting. Right. So here's what I do. Because I know I just put a surge of sugar, i.e. glucose in my system, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to, I'll try to go work out right afterwards. So I yeah. at least try to consume it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep, you're using those those glute um, glute one receptors, which are non insulin yep. dependent. So um, when you exercise, that's definitely going to lower that blood sugar. But the, I mean the, I mean I hate to say the wonderful thing about it is that you have figured out figured out that correlation, right? Right. There's so many people who have no idea why they're in pain, haven't figured out the sugar inflammation, um, connection, you know, all of those things that are just kind of unknown and people are walking around not feeling their best. Right. Right. Um, so yeah. 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 And the same thing is happening. I think a lot of people are on this, not on this, but are, I guess this whole health, natural, uh, plant-based diet is, I shouldn't say it's becoming popular because it, it's nothing new, right? It's not a, like, to be quite honest, I grew up with a parent who was essentially plant-based, right? Right. And that's a big deal in the South, meaning my dad only ate, only eats fish. I'm 40. He's been like that long before I was born. Right. Um, but it's becoming a really big thing. But I think what is even more big in the community is, to your point, people are swimming, Black women, because that's our main target. This is who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Are starting to say, I'm getting. I, they're starting to say to themselves, I can control the way I feel. Right. Yeah. And I, I can think control, that's. Yeah. That's awesome, right? Yeah, it to, is. It. Yeah. To be able to have that important, um, you know, that that sense of 
being able to make decisions that are going to positively affect your health is always wonderful. And, and I will say, you know, plant-based diet, any diet, you know, we have seen a myriad of them, the South beach diet, plant-based diet, keto. And I will say, yeah, Atkins, I will say again, for me, because the way that I look at medicine, nutrition, it's all going to be off of that particular person. Each person, there's no diet that's going to fit everybody. Yeah. So um, it's going to be important for you to find what works best for your physiology, your digestion. All that jazz needs to be considered when you decide to adopt a certain diet. And then if you do decide to adopt it, say if you're vegan, okay, well, where are your sources of protein? You know, even if they are vegan based protein, are you getting proteins? Or are you just a carboholic? Right? Yeah. Yeah. If if you're a carboholic, then that means your blood sugar is gonna be off the rails, you know? So making it even if it is a specific diet, still, you know, allowing yourself to have it be balanced as far as uh, its nutritional content and whether or not it's nutrient dense versus it being calorically dense, you know? So what scares me, Dr. Micah, because I've called several of your either recordings live, Instagram live, Facebook live of your um, seminars. Uh-huh. I check, I keep, I follow you on Instagram. Thank um, you. Well, girl, because you, you be telling the truth. And I be all my lips be tight because you know you like <laughs> get the sunscreen. <laughs> You're like we gotta wear sunscreen, and Dr. Margaret said this, you gotta wear sunscreen. And that I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, a big offender on that one. But I, I digress. Um, is because of access to quote unquote information, I get nervous when I see non-professional people recommending mm-hmm. things that affects people health yeah. and not just a workout, not just, you know, cause I get mad with that too. You know, I'm looking at pe- the way people squat and I'm like, that don't post that. Right. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But med- your body is so unique to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the difference between me and you is just a few, what a few chromosomes is like one of, yeah just a couple of chromosomes and those couple of chromosomes are so powerful. It changes the way we look, it changes our insides. It's just, it's just very unique. So then when I do see professionals talk, I'm instantly listening to what they're saying. So what I like about you is first, you're very calming. And I think for a lot of us, because we live such a stressful life of some sorts, either career wise, personal wise, combination of it all. Right. We, we as black women should have a support system that is calming to us. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, we should have that. But even more importantly, know who the person is that's talking to you and what their expertise is. Right. So you said, yep. Go ahead. You already know where I'm going. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say in the culture of social media, um, you know, in states like the state that I currently live in, Virginia, um, 
naturopathic medicine is not licensed. We currently have a pending license here in addition to seven other states in the U.S. Um, But because of that, that basically means folks within the state of Virginia or any state that's not licensed can call themselves a naturopathic doctor. So the term is not protected. And so what happens is I'm here, you know, with my degree from an accredited school, holding my license in Washington state, um, the district of Columbia, DC is licensable. Maryland is licensable, but here in Virginia, you know, people are like, Oh, well, um, you know, you get an inbox, right. Or a DM. Uh, can you tell me what I can take for, uh, diabetes or for my blood pressure? And so if you DM somebody, you instant message somebody, you know, and they tell you just from your question of what can I take for my blood pressure or my diabetes, that should be your first, first sign mm-hmm. <laughs> that you want to look up their credentials, right? Mm-hmm. Because I am never going to say because of malpractice, but also I can't give you a blanketed response that is actually going to help you. Like I need to take a case. I need to know your history, know what medications you're taking, what supplements, yada, yada, yada. And so that gives you an idea of someone who is actually an expert versus someone who is kicking the breeze on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or this, you know, well, how much is your product? How much is your natural um, juice or your natural herbs? Um, send me a DM, for the price, you know, I know your prices should be listed or you should be able to call um, the physician's office and get a fee schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's definitely prevalent. And I will say, you know, just be a smart consumer, ask about, I know we're not used to asking about credentials. We're not used to asking, you know, can I see your license? Do you still currently, do you, do you hold malpractice insurance? Um, where's your business license? You know, um, mm-hmm. all of those are, are questions that should be able to be answered by uh, a person who is an accredited and licensable uh, clinician. So, yeah. But again, I, I just don't think we've been accustomed to asking those questions because, we just assume, you know, if you go to a doctor's office that the person is a doctor, you know, because that's what but they're it, telling you. Yeah. And sadly, it's not true. Right. I don't look, girl, I am a Pilates instructor. I don't mess around with people's feet. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can only imagine the balls it take for you to mess around with somebody's health. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, to be honest, I think the intention of folks is in the right place. They feel like they want to help. They want to be able to help support people. Um, and I've seen it work for me. I've seen it work for my friends and my family. So it must be able to work for everybody else. Um, and so I think a lot of times that intention supersedes um, the rationality, at, you know, in some instances, unless yeah. something happens and then, you know, somebody has an adverse reaction or something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. 
So what do you want to tell us, Dr. Mike? Because I know I'm going to leave the lifestyle stuff last. Okay. I'll let you go ahead and be nice to us right now. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to keep it nice. I'm going to keep it nice. I'm telling you, you are you are a genteel Southern woman. Yeah. Until you start talking about that dairy milk. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and again... I know people think about Look, what we going to take go. away, but you always, you always, always, I lead with adding what we, what we going to add to what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. Right. And then, cause I think when we take away stuff, it just makes people, it makes you want it more. You know, yes. you feel deprived. Oh my gosh, I can't have any dairy. I can't have any milk. Okay. Well let's do, let's do a week elimination. Just give me seven days of dairy. Right dairy free and then we'll have you reintroduce it right so you take it out that bloating is gone you're able to um, have a, a formed easily passed uh, bowel movement you aren't phlegmy um, your your joints are feeling less constrained because of decreased yeah. inflammation and then after those seven days you go back and reintroduce right we're going to challenge dairy and see what happens when you put it back into your system and all that stuff hits you like a truck or a train. And then I don't have to say anything. People are like, okay, all right, I think I'm good not having the dairy. Or if I decide to have it, right, I know what consequences yeah. are going to be in play, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, again, it goes back to that choice. So if you decide that you want to, you know, have that ice cream or have that glass of milk, now you know how your body's going to respond to it and how it can be detrimental. But you're 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 yeah. making that choice yourself. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it. Go ahead, tell us what you want us to hear before we start talking about lifestyle, some more lifestyle stuff. Please and thank you, Doctor Michael. Please. Yeah, I would just. <laughs> yeah, I would. Because I'm sitting say, up real tight. You sit up. Go ahead and relax. Take some deep breaths <laughs> in through your nose. You know all that too well. Adia is a fantastic instructor. <laughs> Um, so go and bring those shoulders down from those ears, honey. Oh, because Dr. Micah, I know is a change is upon me. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm just trying to get my mind right because I'm, you know, I know this is the change. <laughs> this is because then I'm thinking I'm like I'm about to hit menopause. You know, like yeah. the next major milestone is menopause. Right. I don't want to go through menopause and inflammation in my neck and my shoulder, and my hip. You know, like right. I'm starting to think these next 10 years are like, I got, you know, I'm going over the mountain now. Like I'm going to get over this mountain and, um, whew, I don't want to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that and my, my A1C numbers are pre-diabetic. Cause you know, I took on this new job and I was crashing and burning, not scheduling my clients. Right. And I would go hours without eating. Yeah. And so then to your point, I was loading up on, you know, trail mix because I needed that instant sugar, that instant fuel because my mind was washed out. Right. And then I messed up my A1C numbers, which is that snapshot of your blood sugar levels for the for a three month average. And now now I now put myself in a world of hurt. Right. By just the way I was living. Right. Yeah. When I especially when I know better, right? Yeah. I mean, we can know all day long, right? Sure. But again, those societal pressures, um, they don't let up, right? So no. So they don't let up. So we just gotta learn different ways to be able to navigate 
you know, and, and implement those um, lifestyle choices. But I will say, you know, things that, you know, to consider women, African-American women over the age of 20, 56% of us are considered obese, you know, yes. 44% of us um, have been diagnosed with hypertension, right? So that's less yes. than half. But then those of us who are unaware that we have hypertension is one in two. So it's right at 50%, right? Um, when we look at just overall causes of death, heart disease is going to top out at number one. And then we have cancer and stroke and diabetes, which we know these things are prevalent in our, um, in our communities and also in our families. So um, a lot of people say, oh, it's in my genes, it's in my, it's genetics. And, and some of that is true. But the way that our body responds, we have our genes and then we have our environmental, um, you know, component as well. So when we get the genes and the environment together, then that's kind of how we will present in life. So just because you are genetically predisposed does not automatically mean that you have to live with hypertension or develop diabetes or have a stroke you know mm -hmm. we can make choices regardless of our genes that can change the way um, that our health um, our health outcomes so for me like I just try and some of my Instagram posts as of late have been around just getting back to the basics. Yes, I've seen you know, that you talk series. about yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. You talk about your mother in law. Uh, let's get back to the basics. Like eating nutrient dense food. Yep. So that was your last drop in one, processed right? food. That was your last yeah. One. Yep. Yep. Drinking enough water. So drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of water a day. Again, when we look at things from a, a personalized manner that recommendation is general. Some people may need more like someone who's breastfeeding or someone who's exercising more, or some folks might need less, you know, people with kidney disease, advanced kidney disease. So again, take that general recommendation, but still applying it to yourself personally. Exercising. So I'm not sure Adia, if you got your virtual classes up, I but do. if she, yeah. Okay. If you do go ahead and uh, subscribe to Adia's channels or download um, her sessions because she's an awesome instructor, but trying to move your body at least 30 minutes, five days a week. And I say at least, yeah. right? Because um, getting enough sleep. Go ahead. Well, because 150 is the number she's telling you. Right. So the recommendation from DHS is um, Department of Health and Human Services is 150 minutes of moderate to moderate vigorous activity. Right. So what that means to us, I'm going to get on my soapbox just a little bit. So what that really means y'all is we want you to move, but we want your heart to work for it. Meaning right. strolling around the mall and you can have a full conversation. That's good because you're moving, but that's not quite enough to get that heart to work. And that heart is a muscle. So the more you make it work, the stronger it gets. Right. For the most people. Now, to her point, Dr. Michael's point, that's why you need a medical professional or a team in your in your your support system, because then they can tell you, yeah, that's good for most people, but for you, you're special, right. so we need you to back it off or kick it up more. So that's why right. it's important. Right. Love that. Yes, you're special, so we got to give you a special plan. There you go. 
Yep. And so the other pieces around um, lifestyle modifications is sleep. Like I will say at least 85% of my patients have some sort of sleep disturbance or uh, difficulty sleeping. So trying to get a consistent sleep schedule will help with a lot of the chronic diseases that we find ourselves experiencing. And then last but not least, maybe you can do them both together, exercise and getting sun, but getting enough vitamin D, right? Uh, Vitamin D is going to be paramount for our immune health. It's going to be great for our emotional and mental health. A lot of people don't realize mood is tightly correlated with vitamin D levels. And then it can also be helpful for cardiovascular health. So I will say that those would be kind of my my first steps, uh, first approaches to kind of shifting the culture around your health is just getting back to those basics. Dr. Micah, we're going to end on a beautiful note. And you said this yes. at the very beginning. And so we've been, we've been here for a while and I appreciate your time. Uh, Cause it's been, this has been great. You said that most people don't know that the body can reheal itself. Right. Or it has the innate ability to heal itself. That's the VS, what we call the VS medicatrix in naturopathic medicine. And so all it needs and what I serve as is basically a guide, right? To help figure out what roadblocks do we need to remove? What changes do we need to make in order for your body to be able to do what it's already born and created to do, which is heal itself? Yep. That's perfect, girl. I don't know if we need to say anything else. We, we good? I think we good. I just would like to say you can find my information at my website, which is uh, simply drmicaallen.com. So D-R-M-I-C-A-H-A-L-L-E-N.com. And then you can find me across social media at Dr. Micah on Instagram and Facebook. Y'all, she, Dr. Micah offers a vast resource of knowledge and she is on the IG live. Make sure you follow her. Facebook live too, right? Because I, I did the one that you were you did about vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facebook live and a, yeah. a couple of my colleagues, um, other women of color, uh, African-American women who are also naturopathic physicians. We have been tag teaming and doing different subject matter. So yeah, if if there's anything like that, that I'm either a part of or I know of, I try and repost it. So um, definitely, yeah, check us out. And I'll start reposting that too, because I, I would love to be uh, helpful in getting that information out. But what I want to say is, and I'll make sure we leave is, ladies, once we get our team together to help us, you ain't going to never want to go back to, to, to life before that. Right. And no, once you find somebody and people to help you be the better you, to help you stay healthy, get you back to a good spot where you, you're close to pain-free, you're close to the part where you feel like a newborn baby. And I say that with all the seriousness in the world, where you feel light in your body and you feel like you're moving well, you're thinking well, you are not going to want to get back to a life before that. Right. Yeah. And know that if you do find yourself in a setback, you now have the tools to be able to get back, um, you know, just as quickly as you might have fallen off. So uh, we definitely have to give ourselves grace, too. Right. Because 
I think a lot of times we hold ourselves to this, this superwoman, I can do this, you know, I'm going to be great all day, every day. Um, but yes, definitely give yourself grace, give yourself time if you do have setbacks, because we all do, right? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of us, those setbacks are coming to fruition right here, right now right. in this quarantine. Dr. Micah, thank you so much. I'm putting all your bio information in the description of this episode. You take care, you and your family, your patients. Yes, and, uh, ma'am. You are, uh, you stay, you, you come back. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pick you some topics and you, you could use this platform as a series if you want to do that yeah well i will definitely um look into getting back and i thank you for having this platform and for getting this information out like i said before the more we can know um the better so you being able to be a vehicle for that is awesome so um thank you thank you for having me all right girl you take care and you stay healthy all right take care Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you to Dr. Micah for all the wealth of knowledge she dropped on us uh, over these last two episodes. As I've said in the first, in the part one, I have um, started to see her as a patient. Again, I know personally that I am embarking on a very, um, a very, how should you say it? serious portion of my life, meaning that I am in the pre-menopause old phase of my life. And so I want to be the best person and the best idea that I can be entering into that phase. Because hell, we don't know how I'm going to get through it on the other side, right? Like that's just, that's just how it is. You just don't really know. Um, but I definitely want to start making some changes when it comes to my inners. I know really how to take care of my mind and my body on the outside, but I need to, I know I need to put a little bit more effort into the inners. And I think we all have something that we have to put more effort into. And look, if you got more than one thing, start off with something that you feel to be the easiest. If you feel like taking care of your outside is going to be the easier of whatever, then that's where you start out with because we want to set you up for a road of success and that you can use that momentum to work towards other things, right? Because girl, ain't nobody perfect here. And there's no point in pretending like there's such things as perfection is a lie. And we are always trying to find ourselves in this battle with the lie. So go out nature in your car, somewhere that's just you and your mind and body by themselves, yourselves, and just start talking to yourself. Um, in my classes, I've been started to ask my participants really deep questions like this past week was why do you keep coming back to class and to keep asking yourself that same question to get down to the nitty-gritty to get past the surface answers such as because I paid my money for it or I want to lose weight or I want to get stronger but get down to where the just picks of where everything comes together at presents itself as to one answer so if you ask me, why do I keep coming back to fitness? It's because it's my sense of control, right? That's really the answer. So when I'm tired, when I'm achy, when I'm busy, when I don't want to do it, I come back to that answer and it helps propel me forward to do it. All right. So I ask you the same thing. Why do you keep coming back? 
Figure out that reason, dig deep, and when you are not wanting to do something, that's your call to action. That's your rally cry, your your motivator. Ladies, you know the drill. Do something new, do something fun, do something healthy, and please tell other people about the podcast. We want this to spread. All right, ladies, thank you, and have a good one.